It's finally here. Cooler temps at the greatest time of the year, fall in the North Carolina mountains. In this episode, we break down the fall color map for 2020 and talk about the best places to view amazing fall color at each elevation. I'll share some scenic drive options to consider, as well as tips to help you experience fall colors like never before. I can't wait for fall. Let's get right to it. You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. Join us on our journey to explore these mountains and discover how they fuel a spirit of adventure. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. By far, the fall season is my absolute favorite time of the year. It has been for as long as I can remember, and over the last 20 plus years, I've tried to plan fall color trips of some sort for my family and also outdoor programs I was running. Our trips were mostly around the middle Atlantic and southeast, but also stretched into Arkansas, Illinois, Missouri. In fact, to this day, the most remarkable fall color I think I've ever seen was in southern Illinois at a place called the Garden of the Gods. We used to take students climbing there. It was one of our annual fall color trips that involved bouldering and and climbing and camping and and some hiking. Um, An absolute remarkable time. Over the last eight years here in Western North Carolina, living in the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains, though, as well as living so close to the Great Smoky Mountains, I truly consider myself blessed beyond measure to live in a place where we can experience five weeks of color thanks to over 50 6,000-foot peaks and above. Um, We have deep valleys, foothills, microclimates. We have the elements for beautiful, beautiful fall color. I've observed varying degrees of fall color brilliance here. Some years were vibrant, others were muted, but honestly, they're always spectacular no, no matter the uh, degree of, of color. I've tried to pay as much attention to forecast maps as possible and then compare them to my own experience, and I've been tracking those over the last few years. I'm going to share a little bit about one that I'm following now and one I want to introduce you to if you haven't already seen it, and I think that you'll really love this, uh, this forecast map. It seems no two leaf seasons are the same, and back before I lived full-time in the mountains, I didn't have the luxury of being able to drive up to the different elevations to experience the beautiful fall colors over a five-week span. So I was really at the mercy of my schedule, whatever time I could get away, whatever time my family can get away, and the two didn't always sync up. I mean, life just happens, right? Not to mention, the weather plays an enormous role on the vibrance and duration of fall color, so that affected my experience as well. I remember looking at pictures that people were posting if they just got back from a trip or if people who lived uh, local were were sharing pictures, and then my trip wasn't until like two weeks away, and then by the time I get there, I'm like, ugh, come on, man. I wish I could have been there two weeks ago, but again, life happens, so we, we understand. So as a fall color map for 2020 rollout, I thought I'd dedicate an episode to helping all of us experience fall colors like never before, hopefully. Now, my official disclosure is that I am not a biologist, nor am I an earth scientist, but I wanted to add some color commentary, if you will, to this year's fall color map to bring it to life um, a little bit for us. So I wanted to share a couple things, uh, about five points. One, I want to share where I found the color map and why I found this one to be so intriguing. 
We'll talk about how weather affects fall color and how this year's weather is shaping up. We'll break down the timeline of the map by elevation. I'll share some killer spots for leaf color viewing at each of those elevation points. And lastly, I'll share a few tips to help make this an epic year for all of us for fall color viewing. All right, one last thing to remember before we jump in. This map or any projected peak time maps are simply that. They're projections or estimates. But based on my observations, it's pretty darn close. So the map I'm following this year is called the Fall Color Map for North Carolina. It's put out by the Appalachian State University's Department of Biology by two gentlemen uh, by the name of Howard Newfield and Michael Denslow. I'm going to put links to this in the show notes, both to their fall color reporting blog, if you will, as well as the actual map itself. It's going to be on our show notes and it's going to be on our website too. So I just want everybody to have access to to what I have access to because I, I just think it's going to help you in that way. A few things I love about this map is that it seems to line up historically, as I was mentioning a few minutes ago, with what I've personally observed. And they've also included some scenic drive sections on the map. I, that piece I, I absolutely love. I've driven most of these roads and I can vouch the views on any day of the year are spectacular. So they're spot on when they've picked these routes and there are other places that spur off these routes that you could take as well. So I think you're going to love that piece. Um, now uh, some things that affect the color change, obviously the weather, it is supposed to clear up here in a few days in the mountains. We've had rain all summer long. It seems that, that every day it's rained here and it's also been a little warm. We've had some several days towards the end of the summer that were above normal temperatures, but that has begun to change and it has been changing over the last, uh, two, three weeks, I'd say. But it's beginning to clear up. And our forecast over the next two weeks, anyway, looks remarkable. So for elevations above 6,000 feet, this really is shaping up, could be shaping up to be a, a remarkable, remarkable year. If that does happen, when the cooler temps drop over the weekend, it drops into the 60s. And then all of next week, it's in the 70s. And we have some lows that are going to be dropping down into the, the 50s and, and even 40s in the upper elevations. And so Hopefully what that means is that it's going to stimulate some amazing tree color and you're going to be some seeing some changes in colors and we could have a tremendous fall season um, that's, that's really on time. If it remains warm and wet, then we might expect a delay in peak color time and uh, perhaps the, the little duller reds. I remember the first year I, I moved here, it was more that weather, that weather pattern. So by the time the leaf change got down into the two, two to 3,000 foot range, the reds were just completely muted. It seemed like all we saw was brown that year. But this year, it's really kind of shaping up, I think, nicely. So we'll see. Last year started out brilliant as well. And then a late fall rainstorm and high winds, they just blasted some of the higher elevations and the colors. And the 4,000-foot range, they, they were there. They just didn't last that long. I remember in the middle of the week driving by and seeing them, and it was vibrant and could not wait to get into the hills the coming weekend. And by the time we could, that rainstorm had already hit. And it was, I mean, it's kind of harsh to say that it was a disappointment because fall colors are beautiful no matter what, but it really was. I mean, it could have been remarkable, but that darn rainstorm and the high winds, they just kind of blasted the, the higher elevations. Uh, another thing that affects color change is latitude and longitude. Both of those have an effect on color change. And this is a really neat component of this map that I'm following it was, again, conceived by Howard Newfield and Michael Denslow. 
their map is really among one of the first to take into account both elevation and latitude. And I love that. And uh, a little piece off their website that I'll just kind of read because their words are better than what I could summarize it as. For the latitude effect, we use data from published papers suggesting that each degree of latitude north is equivalent to going up in elevation by about 200 meters, so about 656 feet. This means that if you were to compare 3,000 foot down in Murphy with 3,000 foot in northern Ash County, there would be about a two and a half degree difference in elevation. So it would be as if you were really at 4,640 feet in Ash County, at least fall color peak wise. In other words, the same elevation in the north is cooler than the same elevation in the south, which causes the vegetation to differ. The resultant cooler temperatures mean that peak fall colors will come earlier to those elevations in the north than in the south. And we'll talk about that a little bit more um, as we go. So as we begin to talk about the timeline, let's, let's go into the timeline a little bit on this map, how they have it broken out. One thing to keep in mind is that we have here in the southern Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee uh, what they call the, the southern Sixers. So there's 53 peaks in that mountain region that all stand above 6,000 feet in elevation. And this is one of the things that really truly gives us that five-week span of outstanding color here in the mountains. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the timeline. And before we do, remember, I'm going to give you dates and time frames. These are estimations at best or predictions at best, but they're they're pretty close. And if you don't remember anything else from this episode, just remember that if you come here to Western North Carolina, if you get on the Blue Ridge Parkway at any time in mid-October, you're going to be treated with an enormous, incredible fall color season, really no matter what time of the year. I mean, you can always find some great color up here, but hopefully this will sort of take it to the next level. All right. So the first week of the fall color season. We'll just call it September's last week. So September 28th through about August 2nd. That's where we're going to begin to see some spotty color above 6,000 feet. It's going to be in our highest mountains. And again, this is going to be consistent with the Smoky Mountains and the ones in the Black Mountain range. But if you want to get the absolute best color, you want it to be heading towards Rough Ridge and uh, also Graveyard Fields on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Uh, also, you want to check out Craggy Gardens, which is going to be just off the Blue Ridge Parkway, Mount Mitchell, just off the Blue Ridge Parkway, and then northeast of Boone, uh, Downton State Park. Those are going to be some some great places to check out. So we have, we're looking at about another week or so, and I'm excited about that. We have this weekend, and uh, next weekend, I am going to definitely be taking the family. We're going to be heading up above 6,000. So we're going to try to give on our Instagram page, we're going to try to give some updates on that as we are experiencing all of this schedule firsthand. So 6,000 feet and above, September 28th through October 2nd, um, Rough Ridge, Graveyard Fields, Craggy Gardens, Mount Mitchell. Um, if you go to those four or if you can only break it down and go to one, like I'm going to Rough Ridge, it's, I know it's going to be busy, I get that. Um, and we'll talk about some tips here for viewing as we go on, but Rough Ridge is definitely one that I'm going to check out, especially uh, Craggy Gardens, too. So, all right. So the first week of October, we're looking at October 5th through the 9th. This is when the color is really supposed to transform and, and peak on most of the places above 5,000 feet. So 5,000 feet and above, the color should be transforming. This is definitely going to include Mount Mitchell, uh, Grandfather Mountain up near the Boone area. This is where the ski resorts come in. So if you're up in Beach Mountain, Sugar, 
anywhere up in there, you're going to run into some amazing color. South on the parkway, uh, Water Rock Knob, Black Balsam, uh, those are two outstanding places. Uh, Black Balsam is definitely, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be 6,200 and some odd feet up there at Water Rock Knob. The views are going to be absolutely amazing. So Water Rock Knob and Black Balsam. One of the things that's really, really popular too is Max Patch. Um, you can also see Lover's Leap if you go up to Hot Springs. So Max Patch and uh, Lover's Leap are going to be in uh, Hot Springs. And Roan Mountain, Roan Mountain on the Appalachian Trail. And Roan Mountain has become probably one of my absolute favorite knobs to hike. There's so many, it's it's so biodiverse. It's on the Appalachian Trail. Um, you go through some uh, uh, amazing forest, and then you come out on this Roan Bald, and you have your 360-degree views. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I did it many, many years ago, and it always has stuck with me as one of my favorites. So Roan Mountain uh, is a place that you definitely want to check out. Again, we talked about Water Rock Knob and Graveyard Fields, Black Balsam, Max Packs, uh, Mountain Mitchell, Craggy. This is going to be an amazing time to be seeing color above that that 5,000-foot range. So that's going to be October 5th through the 9th. And then you move into the second week of October. This is when, again, as we mentioned earlier, if you explore anywhere on the Blue Ridge Parkway and the majority of the Great Smoky Mountains uh, as well, you're going to be in for a treat. So these are peak elevations that are from, say, 4,000 to 5,000 feet. So an on-time fall color season means that the peak colors in the Blowing Rock to Grandfather Mountain section of the Blue Ridge Parkway, right around this time frame, October, mid-October, October 12th through the 18th, uh, they should be in peak. Uh, peak times would also occur along the northern sections of the parkway going into Virginia as well especially in uh, Downton Park. And if you happen to live up in that direction, the Blue Ridge Parkway is going to cross into the Shenandoah National Forest and it becomes a skyline drive at that point when you cross over to Virginia. Anywhere up in there is going to be absolutely stunning as well. We've camped up there, we've hiked up there, and that has been, uh, again, if I'm looking back at some of my most favorite color changes, it's probably up in the Shenandoah area as well. So if we come back down into North Carolina, back down south on the Blue Ridge Parkway, the the colors at this point now should really be, I mean, picking up a lot of steam. So you have Mount Pisgah, you have uh, Devil's Courthouse, uh, both of those areas you're going to have some some great views, especially up at uh, Devil's Courthouse. Uh, the mountains around Waynesville, um, including, and, and also Cashiers and Highlands, uh, Whiteside Mountain is one of my daughter and I's favorites. I, I love to hike it. I can't wait to go back and see that. And then again, the Great Smoky Mountains, anywhere in the Great Smoky Mountains, you're going to see some uh, some remarkable remarkable scenery. Now we move into the third week of October, October 19th to the 23rd. So this is the point where the 3,000 to 4,000 foot elevations, which really makes up a large part of our mountains here in Western North Carolina, they are just showing off. So this is the week, if you can make it, this is going to be one of the weeks, the second and third week of October for the most color change that you should see, at least along sections of the uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway. You definitely want to be checking out Litter, Switzerland. You want to check out Spruce Pine. There's a great place to camp up there uh, that we always go to called Bear Den. And you also have one of our family's favorite apple picking farms, and that's the Orchard at Alta Pass. This year with COVID, it's probably not going to be as 
um, as much activity going on with the live music and bands and some of the demonstrations that they have going on. But I feel like you can still see some good color up there. That was our first exposure ever of camping in that area, as well as apple picking the first year, or excuse me, before we ever even moved to North Carolina. So gosh, this is probably 10, 12 years ago now at this point. And it was one of our absolute favorite go-to. So I'm highly going to recommend that area. It also includes the Pisgah National Forest. So now as you come down into kind of where I live, you come into the Pisgah National Forest, you're going to be near uh, Brevard, um, Looking Glass uh, Rock, Cradle of Forestry, all of these areas up in there. Uh, as you head north, you got Hawksbill Mountain in the Linville Gorge. West of Asheville, you're going to head into Maggie Valley, uh, Cherokee, Bryson City. I mean, really kind of, if you get on, you know, 19... 2373 heading into Cherokee heading into any of these places this is the week that you want to hit it October 19th to the 23rd so they're going to start to see a bunch of color over there in Haywood County Graham County and just remember that some of these parts also do lie within the higher elevations we mentioned above too especially in Haywood and right outside of Bryson City heading up to Fontana Cheryl Holla Skyway um, I didn't mention that but I should probably go back and mention that we were just up uh, near there this this past weekend Charahala Skyway is a remarkable route that I highly recommend. And we're going to talk about some some road trips here in, in just a minute. But let's go into the fourth week. That's October 26th to the 30th. Now we're about the 2,000 to 3,000 foot elevation. And now we're talking about Asheville, French Broad, Silva, uh, Saluda. Fantastic time to, to start to see some waterfall hikes in the DuPont State Forest. Why, if you're already there, if you go to the DuPont State Forest, you definitely want to uh, check out our friends at DuPont Yurts. They're just opened up. You can book them online. You can listen back to some of our episodes to learn all about DuPont Yurts. They're amazing, amazing people. So, again, these are the peak time for elevations that are 2,000 foot and above. And if the fall happens to be running long, this can also be a spectacular week for viewing um, that can run well, well into November. I remember a few years ago, it felt like we were just had still some vibrant color, um, almost heading into to Thanksgiving. So and now we're into really kind of the wind down and that's the November, uh, the first week in November. So those areas of a thousand to 2000 foot elevation, you're going to see a bunch of lush color in Hickory Nut Gorge, uh, Chimney Rock, Lake Lure, uh, the South Mountains, maybe Old Fort, Marion, um, Morganton, uh, you could probably head up into the Wilson Creek area too and see some fall color. So those are going to be some of the, uh, just, just kind of some of the highlights. All right. So just a quick recap and rundown above 6,000 feet, September 28th through October 2nd color transforming above 5,000 feet elevation, October 5th through the 9th. October 12th through the 18th is going to be the ranges of 4,000 to 5,000 foot in elevation. You're going to begin to see some great color change. Third week of October, October 19th to the 23rd, that's when you see the 3,000 to 4,000. And again, that's going to be between the the 3,000 to to 4,000, even up to 5,000. That's where you're going to see just some of the greatest color change. But the the week of the 19th to the 23rd with 3,000 to 4,000, you're going to be able to see uh, a ton. Um, October 26th to the 30th, that's when the color comes down to the 2,000 to 3,000 foot elevation, at least peak times. I'm, I'm speaking peak times in a lot of these. And then first week of November, 
1,000 to 2,000 foot elevation. So hopefully that just kind of gives you just a quick rundown. And again, I understand fully that your time is going to dictate when you are able to come here. If you do live in the mountains, hopefully you can, if you've not been able to see some of the elevation, or excuse me, the color at 6,000, man, you know that it's on us. And the next couple of weeks is going to be a perfect time to, uh, to get out and begin to see some of that spotty color change turn into a full peak color change. So anyway, that's the uh, map. I'm going to give it to you. You're going to be able to see the visual of it. I thought it would be helpful to just kind of break some of this down. If you're unfamiliar with this area, hopefully this will give you a few places that uh, you can you can definitely check out. Again, this map is from the Department of Biology at Appalachian State University. And one website source that I'm going to put in our show notes and also refer you to is going to be Romantic Asheville. And I highly, 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 highly encourage you to check out their breakdown of the timeline as well. They've been doing this for a long time. They're very, very good. They're very, very detailed. It's not just Asheville. They have places to stay. They have roads. They have maps. Understand that you know when you come into some of these areas, the GPS isn't always going to take you where you are trying to get to. So it's important to make sure that you print off some maps. And that's going to lead us into the very last piece here that I want to share with you, or just going to be some tips to experience fall colors like you never have before here in the Western North Carolina mountains. Some of these tips I've taken directly from uh, Romantic Asheville. Uh, they said it very, very well, and I'll just kind of say it a different way, but, um, but I love their tips. So here's a few that are on their website, plus there are uh, many, many others. If you are planning day trips on the parkway, need to know right off the bat that there are a lot of, there are some open restrooms now and visitor centers, but you can go to the blueridgeparkway.org. There's an interactive map. They're going to list all the restroom facilities and eating facilities that are open right now. So COVID is really kind of affecting a lot of these things. One thing I really want to leave you with is this. Just understand that Sunday through Thursday, it is going to be probably some of the least uh, visited, the least traffic times anywhere on the weekends is going to be nuts. And so please just kind of prepare yourself for that. So if you want to avoid the biggest crowds, save on lodging, get some of the best deals. Uh, Sunday through Thursday nights is going to be uh, a great time to hit it. For us, we have found even this summer that Sunday afternoons, even at the most crowded places, the Sunday afternoon became sort of our family's go-to we call it the Sunday wind down, and we had a lot of trails to ourselves, parking lots to ourselves, waterfalls to ourselves. So uh, early morning or late afternoon, especially late afternoon on Sundays. If you are exploring the outdoors in the national parks and forests around here, do your research, please. So um, you're not going to have cell or internet service in a lot of the remote areas. So we include, or excuse me, I really highly recommend downloading an app that I have come to love. It's called All Trails App. It's free, but there is a paid service too. So when you download this, you can download not only uh, a map that includes different layers. So you can have the map itself. You can have a map with topo. You can have a map with a satellite view. Uh, You can also download the directions to where you want to go. So highly, highly encourage you to download that, that all trails app with the Blue Ridge Parkways. Great, really sort of variation in elevation. It's the easiest place to find color. Like we've been saying through most of, of October, Elevation of the parkway in Asheville is about 2,200 feet, and it rises all the way up to 6,000 feet. Some elevations as you're rising north into Cracky Gardens and Mount Mitchell, and then as you're coming south, you're actually going to cross the highest point on the Blue Ridge Parkway as you head south towards the terminus going into the Great Smoky Mountains. 
but Water Rock Knob is going to be one of those stops too, over over six thousand feet. So, so here here's what I recommend: when you find an area of of brilliant foliage, take a hike, picnic at an overlook, detour on an intersecting road. Um, that's a cue that I got directly from Romantic Asheville. I love it. I think it's spot on. The one thing I would tell you is just be patient. You're going to expect slow traffic. It's just going to happen, especially if you're visiting up here on a Saturday or a Sunday. All right, so you don't have a lot of places to fill up gas in some of our remote areas. I've been running on E a lot of times even, and I live here, and I, and I kind of know it, but I've been in some areas that are unfamiliar to me. And uh, So always make sure that your gas is topped off. Understand here that our weather could be 70 in the valley and then you could rise up to 6,000 and you're going to be, you know, 20, 25 degrees cooler in the higher elevation. So make sure that you're prepared make sure that you have warm clothes, make sure that you have a rain jacket, make sure that you bring plenty of snacks, plenty of food, and that you are watching your, uh, your gas gauge. Last two things I'll leave with you. And I have, um, taken advantage of both of these. One is to really enhance the fall colors, wear some polarized glasses. Um, I have some Costa tuna fish glasses. They are remarkable. I love the polarization in them. I have a pair of Oakleys as well to have some polarization. Doesn't matter the brand as long as there's some nice polarized glasses. It's really going to draw those colors out. And lastly, you want to take pictures, I think, when the light is behind you. So if you take pictures in the early morning or late afternoon, it's going to create just some of the most natural lighting, the, the very, very warm lighting, which is going to bring out the colors. Uh, as well. But one of the things that I encourage you to do is make sure that the lighting is behind you. So the lighting is illuminating what you're taking a picture of. As you're up here looking around, you take some of these uh, amazing views, but the pictures don't always come out the best. And sometimes it's just because they're getting washed out. So I'm not even um, qualified to give you professional photography, you know, lessons how to do. But what I can tell you is that if you make sure on a sunny day, at least that um, if it's early morning or late afternoon, if you just make sure that that sun is behind you and you're not shooting into the sun, it's not going to wash out a lot of those pictures. So definitely take your camera. There's going to be some amazing places up here. You're going to want to remember them forever. And they're so incredible that even if you don't have a camera, you're going to remember them forever. Like I mentioned, these maps are simply predictions and estimations of fall color and peak color. I hope this has helped bring a little life to the map and that it helps you experience an amazing fall color trip to the Southern Appalachian and Great Smoky Mountains. We are richly blessed with four true seasons here in the Southeast, as well as some of the most beautiful natural resources in the United States. I wish you and yours safe travel and an epic fall color season. If you happen to take pictures and post them to Instagram, please tag us by using the hashtag ExplorationLocal. We'd love to check out your pictures. As a special treat for our listeners, we have some amazing landscape photographers who have shared some of their breathtaking photos with us. We have listed those on our website at explorationlocal.com, so be sure to check those out. You'll be inspired. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your family and friends. If you really enjoyed this episode, consider leaving us a review on whatever platform you stream your podcast. It really helps us reach more people. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. And as always, I encourage you to wander far, but explore local.